Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed. As Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, hello there and welcome to Force Center Presents Databank Dive. I'm Ken Napsock. And I'm Joseph Scrimshaw, and I'm excited to be saying hello there to our topic today. We're having a ton of fun doing this show. We're diving into the weirder, the wilder, uh, sometimes the funnier side of characters, places, stuff in Star Wars. Uh, Really enjoying doing this, Ken. Yeah, we had a lot of fun doing this for the fine folks over the Companion. There's a full season over there exclusively on the Companion app. Great sci-fi source if you like Star Trek, Stargate, Star Wars, and all those kind of things. Not just stars, other things as well. But we had so much fun. Part of the fun of doing this is we, uh, when we pick it out, we alternate the topic. So we don't necessarily surprise each other with it on this particular show, but we know what's coming in. But we surprise each other in the email for what's coming. <laughs> and... Uh, I felt this was time. I uh, I uh, had the power today, and I was like, you know, I thought we did this already. No, we did not. I think we've just celebrated or talked or discussed this uh, 
Beast of Burden a lot. So today, Joseph, we are going to Tatooine to discuss the EOP. Oh, I'm thrilled to talk about EOPs, and what a great opportunity. Let's see how many times we can actually just say the word EOP, which is a very <laughs> fun word to say. It sounds like something that I would say accidentally while tripping. <laughs> EOP! EOP! <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so as we always do, we start with the basic info. And sometimes we, we, we always go to StarWars.com and the databank, which is a really fun thing to do if you just haven't done that. Just go there, poke around, learn some things about some characters, even characters that you know. The databank entries are always kind of fun. Some are straightforward. Some have a little personality to them. Uh, and proud to say, because sometimes uh, our choices aren't on the databank, uh, EOPs, <laughs> of course, very much on the databank, but not a lot, which means we definitely will be going to Wikipedia for more. This is what the databank entry says. Easily domesticated. EOP served Tatooine settlers as transports and beasts of burden. These tough desert adapted quadrupeds can carry heavy loads, but are grumpy and stubborn. <laughs> Joseph, that tracks, even if we hadn't read that before, that feels right. Uh, that is their facial expression. That is the truth in the Yopi's eyes. Oh, man. Uh, very relatable. I love this. The idea that they're easily domesticated but are grumpy and stubborn. <laughs> it's totally this vibe of like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to put up any resistance. I'll do that, but I'm not going to have a good attitude about it. So who's the winner here, really? Yeah. It's as if they're sitcom dads from the 90s. <laughs> yep. What's going on here? Uh, I'll do so, the dishes, but I'm going to be a jerk about it the entire time. Laugh track. Uh, so uh, that, yeah, I really love that. It, it works for a lot of what we know about them. It just makes me love them even more. I feel as though I can relate. <laughs> That's not all. We're going to go to Wikipedia, as we always do, to get a little bit more flavor in here. And, and as always, there's a lot more words on Wikipedia, Legends tab, Canon tab. In the Legends tab, I'm pretty sure one EOP becomes a Jedi at some point. But <laughs> EOPs are a quadruped mammalian, I'm ma mammals, they're mammals. I can't, can't say that word today. Um, herbivores. Mammalian? Yeah. Mammalian, yeah. Uh, herbivores native to the planet Tatooine. These tough creatures are were acclimated to their homeworld's endless deserts and as a result were domesticated by the planet's inhabitants. They often worked as transports or beasts of burden, though they were often bad-tempered and stubborn. Another word to say grumpy, I like that. And could break wind if their load was too heavy. <laughs> oh, we're going to come back to that. Eopies were observed to exhibit flatulence. Uh, as, as This is uh, the other side of Force Center. As such, when riding a caravan of Eopies, it was recommended to always ride on the foremost animal. <laughs> the herbivores, herbivores by nature, they, much like banthas, were able to consume meat with no ill effects, as shown when Obi-Wan Kenobi's personal Eopie happily munched at the scraps of meat he fed her on a daily basis during his exile on Tatooine. <laughs> There is a lot going on here. Other than that sounds like me, uh, a vegan at home, a meat eater at a restaurant. That's the struggle I live with. So EOPs, again, we're connected. I feel you. And grumpy and stubborn. Joseph, where do you want to go with all? There's a lot in this. Oh, th there's a lot. But yeah, I'll, I'll start there. Uh, I'm not vegan, but uh, my wife is a vegetarian. So around home, we mostly eat vegetarian. Lots of uh, very delicious, very fun uh, fake meat and a, a lot of cheese. Not vegan. Yeah. A lot yeah. of cheese. Uh, so then when I go to restaurants, uh, the the, uh, the meat uh, will be enjoyed. But I, I kind of feel like, <laughs> look, if I was mostly 
an herbivore and Obi-Wan Kenobi wanted to hand feed me a little meat, I, I'd, I'd probably gobble it up myself. That's just my personal take. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Yeah. When I go to a restaurant, I, uh, the waiter comes up and I go, the meat is on the meat. And they're like, sir, please stop. Please leave the restaurant. Please cosplay as Obi-Wan Kenobi and feed me the steak. Is that a weird thing to ask? Is that weird? It would, it would help. It would help. And yeah, you know what? Look, I got to say that definitely reads, and I have no problem with this. I'll say up top, definitely reads as though the creators of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series did not look up this part of the Wikipedia entry that the, the herbivores and uh, lore advisor Pablo Hidalgo chose chaos. <laughs> he chose There's chaos. no way he didn't know. And he's like, you know what? Some of them can eat meat. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. And I think he's right to do so. They're right to do so. Uh, both the EOPs, EOPs have eaten meat, but also, Hey, this just kind of makes sense there. Uh, I don't know how many plants are popping up out of the sand uh in uh in Tatooine. I know it's more complicated than that, but yeah, it just tracks. Um all right, yeah. So we're gonna get to it here uh a little bit, but I mean there's a lot of time spent on one of the most legendary and most discussed Star Wars moments, the pod race, uh well the pod race fart in episode one. Yep. Yep. I love the way it's written in the entry. Could break wind if their load was too heavy. That's like it's clearly like, hey, you put too much on their back, uh, they're going to fart in your face. That's what's being said. But the way it's said almost sounds like a beautiful country song. You know, yes. uh, if your load is too heavy, baby, I'll help you break the wind. Like, it almost sounds majestic. Yes. Yes. I, I've heard that song at the Grand Ole Opry, I think. <laughs> I, I, uh, George Jones sang it. Yeah, no, lovely. Uh, yeah, we're going to come back to that. Put a, put a big pit in that. Put a big Padres flag in that. Uh, but I love it. Yeah, a lot of flavor in this here. Uh, and as always, we like to kind of describe, uh, especially if you're on the road and listening to us, maybe traveling into work and you can't, uh, you know, not quite remember an EOP. I think by now you do. Uh, but uh, we'll describe it. Joseph, how would you physically describe the wonderful beast of burden that is the EOPs? The, the, this doesn't sound very respectful. I respect the EOP. Uh, but I really think of them as like a hose with legs. Like Ooh, their yeah. face is so... Uh, you know, focused on that that kind of hose like nose, uh, yeah. and then you know their their the rest of their you know uh, beast of burden body is pretty straightforward except for those big old legs. So I think a hose with legs, a hose with legs. I love that idea. Love that idea. Yeah, uh, you know, a uh, lot of talk of them being uh, the camels of Star Wars, and mm-hmm. I don't think that's uh, wrong. In fact. And they say that it had a camel as a stand-in at one point, at least in um, Kenobi. So uh, I love that. Um, I love the – well, yeah, we're talking about the designs too. Yeah, that we can get into that. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I accept the four-legged version. The fact that there's some samples of weird two-legged versions, nothing against them. I just know that. Really? Yeah, if you do a search, you can, you can find – one of them at least here. No, wait, no. You know what? It's an optical illusion on this one photo. I take it back. I think maybe I was looking at a <laughs> photo that was a little different. But I know that where the, what these creatures turn into in, uh, you know, on, on um, Naboo. We'll talk about that. Talk about the connection. So a little, mm. little, little different look to some of the designs. Anyways, sorry. I literally fell for an optical illusion. I, I now feel <laughs> there's a lake in the middle of the desert. Um so going from there, you've described it well. Uh, let's start with the big picture here. What is the magic of EOPs, Joseph? What do they add to the legend of Star Wars? Not legends, not the legends tab, but the <laughs> legend of Star Wars. You've already answered what they add to legends. Uh, the, the EOP who becomes a Jedi. That's a great, <laughs> great story. I mean, a force fart. Uh, yes. That's a powerful thing. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, I think Star Wars has this great long uh, legacy of beasts of burden, right? Starting 
with uh, the Banthas yeah. in the Dubak, starting with Tatooine and this idea of um, this sort of uh, anthropological aspect of Star Wars, of uh, what is the environment, therefore, how do people survive on that environment? How does that shape their culture? How does that shape our understanding of that planet, uh, of those, those cultures? And then how does that mm-hmm. tie back to uh, real-world connections to storytelling of specific environments, animals, cultures, all that. So, like, Beast of Burden is, like, no small thing in Star Wars to me. And then mm-hmm. Empire, you, you get to the Tauntauns and all, all that. It just it goes on and on, right? Yeah. Um, but the Eopies are, like, um, the Banthas were kind of weird and mysterious, and the Dubaks were kind of scary. And the Eopies uh, are really lean... Those those two maybe lean into the beasts in the phrase yeah. beast of burden, right? In the Opie's mm-hmm. like, I got the burden part. <laughs> yeah. I think the magic is they take that idea of burden yeah. and like that's their whole personality is is burden, you know? Yeah. Uh and in particular, like meeting them in the Phantom Menace, uh, you know, um everything that's going on on Tatooine, they they're new to Tatooine, but they, you know, at that point, but they they make sense uh, on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Uh Everything that's happening on Tatooine is it's uh, you know pod racing. It's you know trying to fix this ship. It's the the fate of a, a Jedi and a Sith crossing blades for the first time. It's Qui Gon finding Anakin and like all of this action and fate and running around. And in contrast, the Yopis are just like, oh boy, <laughs> their energy is such a contrast to what's going on on Tatooine. Yeah. Like a grumpy snuff luck luff, luff gets a uh, voice there. Well, it's been yeah. long, long, Sesame Street. But yeah. Uh oh, I love I love that. You're you're setting them uh perfectly in the backdrop of uh the big saga. Yeah, yeah. How how do you feel about them, about their their magic? Do do you feel like they add to the big picture? I do think and I think it's one that grew over time. I, I didn't have we'll we'll talk about the the sequence uh from the Bod race. I had some thoughts on that and, and maybe still too, but um you know, my appreciation for them grew over time, I think, just because they just they were they were brand new. They're in a bit of a controversial scene in Star Wars. And so it might have been easy to just kind of overlook them or form opinions on them as a Star Wars fan. I just think over time, I just love them even more. I think you're right. They slide right in to the legacy of Tatooine and creatures of this type. Uh, you do backs and, and Banthas, you're so right. It just kind of now it's just part of the landscape that that what is new becomes old and familiar if you allow it. And so therefore, I love it and was looking forward to it. I mean, just, you know, Kenobi on an EOP, uh, especially the end of Revenge of the Sith, we're, we're kind of waiting for that. And even have the, the Jonathan Jackson Miller book where he's, he has an EOP and it's named. So I think going in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, I was really excited about just seeing a new EOP. And then the trailer confirms that it's happening. I was, I was thrilled by it. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's excited, and and I guess uh, you know part of their magic too is I uh, you know we should throw Rontos in there as well that we were introduced yeah. to in mm-hmm. the special edition. And the Eopies are like, eh, get out of here, Ronto. <laughs> yeah, no, actually, absolutely, great point. And and I've uh, grown to really love the Rontos too. So and I you know let's see, love animals, um, lo- love them big and small. So it's just kind of uh, it, it just it just works for me in a lot of ways. And and. Uh, you know, Eopi's, uh, um, their place in Phantom Menace too. You're right. There's so much going on and they're just steady and sturdy. They're just <laughs> doing, um, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just love it. I just love, I love their presence in that movie. Yeah. It's a great energy. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, 
I want to go to there right now. Let's let, let's not bury this lead here. Let's go back to Phantom Menace. Um, let's go to the initial reaction to EOPs, and we'll include, include a little bit of it, uh, of that scene. I also have another question about that to be uh, uh, certain. But uh, <laughs> coming out of the theater in 99, EOP thoughts then, and, and, and particularly EOP thoughts at a pod race. I think it, back in 99, I, I think EOPs, I was kind of excited to see something new. I was excited to probably buy some new, you know, figures that come with uh, their beast of burden. Uh, and I liked the design fine, but I think somewhere deep down, I, I wanted, I was like, uh, well, what's this with EOPs putting dobacks out of work? I thought dobacks were like that, like the Banthas uh, or the Tuscan Raiders ride. Yeah. And then I kind of thought the dobacks were like, well, but that that's the beast of burden, right? So I think there's a part of me mm. that uh, was uh, mad at the EOP for taking the dobacks uh, place in the spotlight. And I think I had a, a secret wish for like, I was like, okay, the dobacks are probably like too big and even slower. Yeah. So like, are there any like uh, what's what's the race car at Dubacks? Are there any little fast Dubacks? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, so I had some Dubac resistance, but I've I've come to love them more, which you know we can we can talk about with the farting and everything. Uh, yeah. But that, I think that was my initial reaction in '99. It's so funny. There's a little bit of of kind of what we're both discussing in, in a sort of way, and I, I mean you know a little, little jokey about this, but it is a little bit of the. Uh, why Holdo, not Akbar vibe of <laughs> why Opie's you got dobacks and, and, and even Ronto's why do you, well, you don't need this. You don't need this. No, no, no. And, and then, uh, you know, you got to embrace the do. And when you embrace any Opie, you got a, just a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, smelly, uh, uh, friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think the, the gas scene, the great gas scene mm. at the, in the pod race did <laughs> affect me. Right. Because, uh, I think I would have just been like, okay, uh, I like their design. It, it's fine. They're okay. They're a weird space camel with the hose. They, they do look like they wandered out of Sesame Street, maybe related to Snuffleupagus, as you said. Uh, but man, uh, hey, you add a scene where their their primary action is flatulence. You know, yeah. that's that's how I walked out of the theater thinking about it. I'm like, ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, the flatulence ride. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know. I want to jump to that here. Considering we now know them to be bad-tempered, a.k.a. grumpy, stubborn, and aware of their load being too heavy. Like, they got thoughts on, you're asking me to do too much. Do you think that pod racer uh, pulling windbreak and EOP was trying to speak up for itself in The Phantom Menace or just being a pill? Somewhere in between, all the uh, above. Do you reinterpret that scene now? I very much reinterpret that scene now, especially with that idea of the the heavy load makes them uh, more gassy. Um, I don't think that Yopi had as much of a load at the at the time, so I'm going to interpret that as an emotional load will also make them fart. Um, the timing is very suspect, right? It, the, the way that Yopi is just like just a few inches closer, Jar Jar, just a few yeah. inches closer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, it's it's mischievous. It gives that look back. You know, there's a lot going yeah. on. There's a lot of subtext in the scene, but I think just adds. I haven't I haven't uh, since putting this episode uh, together and, and now recording. I haven't rewatched Phantom Menace. I think I'm, I'm going to have to. I can't believe I'm saying this. 23-year-old Ken would would just fall out of his Chili's chair <laughs> at the Chili's bar. I, I think I have to rewatch Phantom Menace just to re, re, recontextualize this scene, just to go back with some new knowledge yeah. about what uh, EOP's doing. And you know what recontextualized it for me was uh, at some point I watched that extended cut of the pod race intro that's got, mm. I think, more pod racers introduced. It's got yeah. longer with the flags. Uh, but it's got a much longer multi-part passing of gas from the EOP. And after seeing that and marveling that like 
oh wow there was a much longer cut now when i watch phantom menace like this is tasteful and discreet in comparison to what the original cut was do you think (laughs) sub question that in the documentary phantom menace the beginning the great making of doc that that famous shot of of lucas after the screening going i may have gone too far do you think that was edited out of context because the extra long uh, uh gas pass scene maybe he was referring to that yeah, I don't think he was talking about that. the fact that it was like four different battles cut together with varying emotional tones. Uh, no, I think he's like, yeah, yeah that, that, that second, the, the second phrase of three of farting, that was, that was too far. <laughs> too far. And this is where, you know, I defend the Opie now uh, in this moment. I, my reaction to, uh, even in 99 and working through all my Phantom Menace thoughts, came out of the theater, enjoying the pod race in, in, in general, uh, really loving it, and, and really enjoyed the the flag scene the flag bearers mm-hmm. and the music and it's epic and it's a sweeping star wars moment and it's kind of immediately undercut by this in my mind at the time <laughs> so even if i there's some part of my heart that still really believes that it's still not one of my favorite moments in star wars i'll say but i think i put the blame on the eop and not george himself so i'm going to make a documentary <laughs> people versus george lucas's fart jokes and we'll go from there but you know so the eop is clear in my mind now Yeah, no, I mean, I think, you know, getting older and realizing this is really Lucas's intent is to have this kind of uh, humor that is aimed at at a younger audience with Jar Jar stepping in the poo-poo and getting shocked and and all that stuff. I was like, yeah, no, I mean, it's never going to be my favorite, but I I get it. I get where it's coming from. And I always like beats more, uh, especially like animal uh, beats when there's a sense of motivation from them, you know? Yeah, um, the 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 porgs almost igniting the lightsaber to the eye is funny because you can see they're just like curious creatures going like, what is yeah. this? You understand where they're coming from. I, I like the extended cut of the fathers on Canto Bite because that extended cut makes it clear that they're like looking at the town like, let's mm-hmm. f this place up. Yep. And taking that same energy here <laughs> to this Eopi being like, this is a much longer and more stressful day than even I was expecting, and I need to <laughs> let off some steam literally. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, be- <laughs> it makes me like it better. Yeah, it it's a, it becomes a labor dispute, right? You talk about the politics <laughs> of Phantom Menace. We need an EOP pod race in union, and, and, and he's, right. he's speaking up for himself here. Uh, it's, it's practically a protest sign, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Oh, that's that's hilarious. Uh, so, in terms of Beasts of Burden and Star Wars, this isn't a Star Wars ranked episode. We're going get, to get back to doing some of those. Uh, but in terms of Beast of Burden, how, how high on the list is EOP for you right now? You've listed a few great ones, including the Fathers. I put in that category, even though they're yeah. being used more for racing at this point. But yeah, I think the EOPs have snuck up and they've they've surprised me. You know, I think mm. like uh, the Bantha is like very weird and alien, even though it's elephant like. It's still there's something you know just yeah. weird about it. The, the Dubax kind of um, tapped into, especially when it's young, the the dinosaur fascination. Um, yeah. So I think the Yopis at first I was like, yeah, you know, maybe they're not as cool. But as I've gotten older and spent more time with them and there's been more storytelling, I like their design that they match Tatooine. They are of hmm. that environment, right? They just kind of yeah. look naturally like uh, it is the camel connection that they just look of the desert. And I kind of have come hmm. to really appreciate how how good their design is not to be like bonkers fantasy creature, but to be of that environment and speak to what life is like on that environment. So I, I've come mm-hmm. to appreciate their design a lot more. 
And I really enjoyed the EOP in the Kenobi television show, but I enjoyed so much of the EOP storytelling in the Kenobi novel with the EOP mm. names Rue and there's some kind of pivotal storytelling moments and you get a little bit of that, like Kenobi's trying to figure out how, how to kind of make friends with the EOP and treat it nice. And right. there's a little bit of EOP grump and that novel really shot them up, up the list for me. Oh, that's great. I might have to take a pass. I want to take a pass of that anyways, but uh, that might be worth it. Me and you and an EOP named Rue. I love that. That's a great song. <laughs> um, that's great. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, you know, I'll throw Orbax in there as well. A lot of great characters. Mm. Uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the Dewback was always kind of cool growing up, and I like lizards, so, you know, a lizard I can ride into battle? Give me that. <laughs> uh, Banthas I love, and I've told the story before, but my first celebrity sighting was being the San Diego Zoo, and they said that's the uh, elephant from Star Wars uh, who played a Bantha, mm. and I was like, greatest moment of my life. It doesn't get better, and I don't think it did after that. It was like <laughs> um, so that was great. But, yeah, uh, EOP, yeah, it's just, it just kind of um, – Slow and steady, and it might be winning the race. Now, I'll say this. The Book of Boba Fett really, really just uh, just endeared uh, the Bantha to me. Yeah, I just Ooh, yeah. love that. In fact, I was even on uh, Battlefront 2 uh, the other day on the Moss Eisley uh, map, and there's a, Bant- a Bantha there, and its mouth is open, its teeth, and I just was like, oh, you little Bantha. I just love that. So Banthas are high. But, yeah, Yopi, just slow and steady, and we need that in Star Wars. They truly are. They're not a beast of burden. They're a beast of dependability. Yeah, and, and Kenobi wanting to treat his EOP well and be friends with it. Uh, I love that he steals this little bit of meat to keep yep. the EOP happy. That's lovely. Oh, it's 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 a it's a not a save the cat moment. It's a save the EOP moment. In screenwriting. <laughs> I love that. Final question here in this section. We'll take a quick break there. In the Wikipedia article, I was diving in a little deep, Joseph, and and this is what I was talking about. Where I got a little confused over the two legs and everything. The Kadu. Uh, was initially going to be used on Tatooine, but was shifted to Naboo for use uh, by the Gungans. And that's a great creature, another great beast of burden creature. Um, magnificent creature, war, war, uh, rode into war there on Naboo. Um, so with that, how do you feel? Let's, that's a big what if. What if Eopis mm-hmm. were used by the Gungans? What if they, were, they kept Kadus on Tatooine and said, well, let's put Eopis and their flatulence over on Naboo for the Gungans? Yeah, man, uh, just like, they end the designs ended up matching their environment so well. Yeah. It, it's hard oh. to imagine. Like I can see the Kadu on, uh, you know, on Tatooine. Being, that's a little bit more exciting to watch uh, Qui Gon ride one of those because a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. He's not sauntering. I get that, but the Eopies, uh, clearly from what we saw in the Phantom Menace, Eopies and Gungans maybe they maybe got a little tension. Yeah, <laughs> I think yeah. if the Eopies were on Naboo, there'd just be a lot more farting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and it, um, yeah, and it's just it, it, it's just more entertaining to me that uh, the, the Jar Jar versus the Yopi. Now there's some uh, behind the scenes tension of you know I wasn't even supposed to be here. This Gungan <laughs> making me lift all this stuff, pull all making this stuff. me lift this. Blah blah blah. Mm. Yeah, love it, love it. Mm. Great stuff, great stuff. Yeah, love both creatures, and it all kind of works out the way it needs to be. You're so right about the Yopi just kind of being of Tatooine and looking like it belongs on Tatooine. So all works out. Well, but hey, that's the thing with some of Star Wars histories and lore, behind-the-scenes stuff. It is uh, almost uh, everything has changed, and you'll never see it again. You know, it's like you could never think of uh, Kadus would not would not have been Kadus if they were on Tatooine to us. So on that note, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, we're going to finish up our databank dive into the opiates. Stick around here for more foresight. Music. 
Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, welcome back to the eighth episode here of Data Bank Dive. We're having fun doing this. We hope you are enjoying our quick, uh, kind of more faster-paced look at some of the uh, look, some of the wilder corners of Star Wars. There, the more windy corners of Star Wars, if you will. <laughs> uh, Joseph, um, this uh, we'll make it a little personal here. You and I are both uh, collectors, even though our Star Wars collections, um, you know, maybe uh, aren't growing at a, as a rate at a rate faster than they used to be as we slow down <laughs> on what we purchase. Do you feel the EOP, and this is a leading question, do you feel the EOP has been properly represented in the merch and mem- memorabilia arena, and what merch do we want? Ooh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that overall the EOP did well because I think almost anything in The Phantom Menace <laughs> did well, right, to get uh, to get some toys. Uh, yeah, I'm pulling it up here. Oh, yeah. I, I can't pull it up on any site that I can buy. It needs to be image only because I'm tempted to smash that buy button right on air. We got mm-hmm. a, a good Qui-Gon with Poncho on the EOP uh, that yeah. came out with the Phantom Menace uh, with lightsabers flashing action. I, I, I want to believe that <laughs> Qui-Gon is not slashing at the EOP. Yopi yeah. and Qui-Gon Jinn, the package says, like they're a little band. Uh, so, yeah, good quality uh, EOP back in the day for Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, I might have owned this at some point. I don't remember. I'll have to go mm. through everything. Uh, I also see that right now, uh, I mean, in general, I've been trying to get away from the Funko Pops because they take up a lot of space and I prefer yeah. the action figures. But there is a Funko Pop of yeah. Obi-Wan <laughs> riding the EOP. And uh, yeah, that's uh, I also got to stay far away from smashing that buy button on that one because I love that relationship. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm looking at it now. That's that's maybe add to cart. And then they got the um, Mm. the the little four inch, uh, the little uh, adventure figures there that I love uh, the style of the Mission Fleet ones. This is the Mission Fleet one with uh, Ben Kenobi and EOP. And you're right. The Qui-Gon one. I kind of forgot about the one. I'll I'll admit kind of forgot. And I love the figure uh, is sitting on the Opie, but it almost looks like Qui-Gon's like side saddle with the saber out, ready to leap off in the battle <laughs> with that lightsaber slashing action. 
if you just saw the toy, you would think that uh, Maul also rode an EOP and they had like a fight on EOPs. <laughs> joust. The slowest joust in recorded history. Yeah. Oh my God. And this, this Obi-Wan Funko, it, you, 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 the, the deal breaker for me in a bad way that makes me want to buy it is the tilt. It's, it's mid walk, right? And, and yes. Obi-Wan's leaning to one side. Ah. <laughs> mm. So it looks like it's represented enough both in the past and now, but I just, you know, I, it, I had to dig for some of these. I didn't think of some of these right away. So uh, the fact that there isn't a full scale plush EOP is kind of breaking my heart. That's what I want. Oh yeah. Yeah. I try, I'm trying to remember if it's represented at galaxy's edge. I don't remember off the top of my head because I have that one yeah. stand. That's lots of like kind of stuffed animals of in, in galaxy. Mm, uh, that's a good call. And they like have Minox and everything. So EOPs uh, should be represented there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I'm a big fan of those cinema scenes that they did in yeah. the late 90s and early 2000s that it would usually be uh, three characters, right? So yeah. uh, a cinema scene, uh, three and three quarter inch Jar Jar in the EOP farting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, maybe the third action figure is Kitster laughing. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Point and laugh. Yeah. So th- that's what Love we that. need. That's what the the merch we need next. God. This, yeah. You could, I mean, like that, like that uh, puffer pig I have, you could just stick a little whoopee cushion in that EOP and squeeze. <laughs> ah, there's, it, the, the possibilities are endless. They're juvenile, but they're endless. <laughs> <laughs> Endlessly juvenile. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, love that. Asked and answered and uh, more options than I kind of maybe initially thought. Final question here, Joseph. If you lived on uh, Tatooine and had an EOP, what would you name it? Uh, what would you maybe want to do with it as well? Take it to town, be in a pod race. What do you, what do you got? Or just more importantly, again, what would you name it? Uh, I think I would name it uh, Axel. Uh, I, I may have told this story before. My beloved Chihuahua I had growing up uh, ended up being named Nico, which I, I wouldn't change that now. I uh, love that name, uh, but wanted to call uh, the Chihuahua Axel. And my parents said no, because uh, they gave the yelling test any name and felt that uh, if Axel was in the yard and we were trying to get Axel to come back in, the entire neighborhood was, would hear us yelling, asshole, asshole, asshole. Get in here, asshole. Don't eat that, asshole. <laughs> Stop uh, biting people, asshole. Get in here, asshole. Uh, so uh, any, any, the next animal I, I ever have in my life, I will name Axel. I love what's going on over at the Scrimshaw house, man. <laughs> They're yelling that word a lot. Yep. That's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, yeah, I guess yeah, you got to do that yell test. People have heard me yell Francis in the backyard. Many times. <laughs> um, yeah, that's great. I think I would, uh, I would go meta. I'd be in character. So this wouldn't make sense if I was in star Wars, but I would name it George. Just to, just to remind, uh, remind us all of the uh, OP and, and what was done with it. <laughs> George has a little bit of EOP energy in that famous clip of him walking behind the uh, documentarian. There, there's a little bit of EOP energy going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the George EOP. He, he, he he's an herbivore, but occasionally he'll go to Sabaro. Yes. yes, he will. Yes, he will. Oh, I love it. We always have so much fun. I hope you all have a lot of fun uh, before we get on out of here. The most important thing. We're going to rate the wild and weird factor of EOPs. Uh, e- Gosh, say it right, Kim. Uh, the wild and weird factor of EOPs. Our rating is based on one of the original Star Wars, Weirdos Lobot. 
Uh, we love Lobot. So out of 10 Lobot heads, Joseph, one being the least, 10 being the most, how many Lobot heads do you give EOPs? You know, I was going to go as low as is six because I, mm, I, I yeah. one of the reasons I like them is, like I said, they, they fit into Tatooine. They make sense. They're not as bonkers as like, hey, here's a lizard dinosaur stormtroopers can ride like the, yeah. the do back. Uh, but <laughs> learning that they uh, release flatulence on purpose as a grumpy response to anything they don't like to the point where it's folk wisdom that you should ride the front EOP. <laughs> uh, that bumps them up to a good 7.5 out of 10 for me. I love that. I think I was going to go a little lower too, but to learn that they're spiteful farters is <laughs> definitely something that I, I you have to value in Star Wars. So I'll stick right with you nearby. I'm going to go seven, seven out of 10. They're, they are so wonderfully normal in their own way. The design, uh, you know, being Star Wars that it is, but yeah, they are camels. They are beasts of burden. They are, it just works. It works on levels, but then you add that personality and you put them into tough situations. And the fact that, one of the Yopies, at least, really loves to chow down on me. I'm there for it. It's all weird. <laughs> it's all wild. Uh, so I'll go seven out of ten. Good stuff Great today. Uh, a lot of fun. And uh, I'm sure we'll get to the Cadus at some point as well. So, hey, thank you all for listening to Data Bank Dive. We really love taking uh, this fun, faster-paced swing through the wild, weird parts of Star Wars. If you want to listen more, if you're just finding us, uh, or you just want to keep uh, finding out more about us, you can go to Twitter and Force Center Pod. From there, you can find links to all the other places, Instagram, YouTube, and more. Uh, you can follow me at Kednapsock. Go to my website, kednapsock.com. If you're local, September 2nd, got a big uh, fun show at Flappers in Burbank. It's a anniversary show for their uh, secondary room, the YooHoo room. Going to be a lot of fun. Big names have shown up in the past. Who knows? We'll show up this time. But I will be there as well on my EOP riding it into town. Joseph, where can I find you? <laughs> you can find me and my EOP Axel uh, hanging out on social media, at, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all sorts of places. And you can visit my website, josephscrimshot.com for more comedy adventures. There you go, my friends. That is it. We have taken a deep dive into the data bank and what we found was a good friend for life. EOP. We'll see you next time here on Foresight.